Good morning still. How are we, church? All right. Packing it out this morning for the 11 o'clock a.m. service. So glad to have you guys. Uh, real quick, before we dive into our conversation, I'm going to invite a group of people up who are going on a My Church missions trip. So you guys come on up. We've got several of here this morning that are leaving to go to La- Los Angeles. I almost said Las Vegas. Uh, that'd, be a, that'd be a missions trip, wouldn't it, Las Vegas? Uh, I guess it's not much better going to Los Angeles, but no, they really are. They're going to L.A. to what's called the L.A. Dream Center. Uh, and by and large, everybody up on this stage that is coming up right now, they serve uh, through one of our My Church ministries called the M2540 Homeless Ministry. And what they do on a weekly basis, uh, and many of you do as well, uh, they go after and encourage help serve the lost, the least, and the lonely of our city. And so Mondays and Tuesdays and several things going on throughout the week, they are, we are serving hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of meals every week. Uh, and these guys do this, uh, I mean, a lot. And so what we're doing on this trip, what they're doing on this trip is they're going to what's called the LA Dream Center to actually serve in an area on a road called Skid Row. Now, how many of you guys knew there was really such a thing called Skid Row? I just thought it was like like the generic, hey, you're on Skid Row, you know. Uh, but, but they're going to Skid Row to serve with the L.A. Dream Center to, to love on people. And they're going to learn how th- this church has done what they've done. And maybe just someday our church will have the opportunity to, to have our own Dream Center to affect our city the way this church is doing in L.A. So, uh, they're about to sac- they're sacrificing. They're they're stepping out in faith. They're they're excited. I'm sure there's some uh, some maybe a little bit nervousness after they told them that you have to have to wear closed-toed shoes for the needles that you could step on. And 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 uh, I mean it's a, it's a it's a it's a violent place where they're going to be. And so they're going to serve and love on some people. And so we want to pray for these guys before they leave. And I want you guys to be thinking of them as they're out there this next week, uh, being. Uh, a part of our hands and feet, the church in uh, California. So let me pray for you guys. And Ed, thank you for, for heading this team up. You and Susan do a phenomenal job of, of guiding and giving your hearts to this thing. So thank you. I was hoping to make you cry, but I didn't. <laughs> Love these guys. All right. God, we ask that you would strengthen this group. God, I pray that you'd, you would just right now give them and equip them with uh, with your gift of faith, because Lord, I know in the days uh, to come, uh, there'll be some challenges, there'll be some unknowns, there'll be some moments where they they have a come to Jesus aha moment where they recognize, wow, we can't do this apart from you. So Lord, I pray in those moments they would would find you, they'd recognize you were there, and I pray that they, uh, where our strength runs out, uh, their strength will be made perfect um, through you. Our weakness will be made perfect through your strength, God. So be with them, equip them. Give them the, the greatest trip ever. Uh, let them be used. But I pray, God, as they come back, they'd be changed, and we could continue to change this city. In your name, amen. All right, let's give them a hand this morning. All right, so we are kicking off a brand new series today called Choices. Uh, we're going to make some very distinct choices in this series. Um, and today we're going to start with one specific choice. Uh, but what I want to do right now, I want to ask you a question. Uh, and this is sort of a generic question, 
uh, just for us to think about and to kind of kick things off. So who are we now? Who are you right now? Uh, Essentially, for us to answer that, we would have to say that we are the sum total of all the choices that we've made up till now. Because we are based on the choices we've made. So who are you going to be tomorrow? Uh, Who you'll be tomorrow will be based on the choices you're making today. And so we're going to look at in this series this idea of choosing wisely, making right choices. But we're not going to, uh, we're going to be real specific in our choices. Uh, Next week, we're going to have a specific choice that I'm going to ask you to make next week. And it would be based off of, and I'll ask this question, how many of you guys, you would say you are mildly a uh, control freak? Would you raise your hand? Just if you're honest, you're kind of a control freak, all right? And what was wild, some of you raised your hand and the person's next to you. So you are the control freak in that group. So, um, all right, so next week we're going to make a specific choice and we're going to choose surrender over control. That'll be our choice next week, all right? So be prepared. Every week we're going to make some specific choices in this series over the next three, four weeks. Uh, Our choice today, let me introduce it like this. Imagine just for a moment, kind of just maybe... Pause your mind and imagine uh, everyone likes you. Like, essentially, everyone likes you. Everyone thinks you're awesome. Everyone admires you. In their eyes, you can do no wrong. And you're just, you're just, you're just loved, right? You got that? You hanging on to it? Hang on to it because it's never going to happen, all right? All right? You can imagine all you want that everybody likes you. But you're never going to win the approval of everyone. You're never going to be liked by everybody. You're never going to be that good to have everyone think that highly of you. Uh, so now let me just flip that coin around this way. And, and, and imagine imagine being so consumed with pleasing Jesus. Right? Imagine being so consumed with, with, with pleasing Christ that the approval of others doesn't mean that much to you. Or imagine that. Where all of a sudden what you hope for the, the, the admiration of someone else, that has been reduced by your just being consumed with pleasing Christ. Uh, imagine waking up every day with passion and purpose, knowing that down deep you're doing what you were created to do. All right? So today, uh, we're going to look at, I think, that, that the, probably the greatest, biggest choice we can make is choosing purpose over popularity. Everybody say that with me. Purpose over popularity. And, I'm gonna, I, and I hope that our choices that we would choose, you would choose, I would choose purpose over popularity. So today is I choose purpose over popularity. That's our choice today. Um, and what's happening to most of us by default, uh, it's, just, it's just the nature of the beast. It's just the nature of really how we were wired. God wired us with this hole in our hearts to want to be connected to people, and that's a good thing. That's, that's what God wanted. But we can take that to a place and a degree where we find our identity, uh, where we, we get lost in wanting the approval and finding our value and our identity in someone else. And that can be a, a really bad place for us. So it ends up being, oftentimes, we don't even realize it, but we're, we're walking around through life asking the question, what do you think of me? What do you think of me? You like my hair? like my clothes? Do you like my, my, uh, my Instagram post? I work really, really hard on that picture, 
right? Did you like the mood lighting on it? Did you like how, what I said about it? Have you ever seen how hard people try to like make cute little awesome rhymes and statements about their Instagram posts? Um, so purpose over popularity. Now, as we dive into this, I think there's a problem for a lot of us in this, and that is the problem that, that we don't really know our purpose. A lot of us, I would say, we wrestle with, I don't really know my purpose. And you're thinking purpose with the capital P, which that's good. We should, we should subscribe to and work towards knowing, God, what have you called us to be on this planet, right? Uh, I, I, I think we all function really, 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 really well when we have a purpose. In fact, I see men all the time that are struggling in their life, making all sorts of dumb choices, floundering, shrinking back, laying around the house, you know, because we don't have a purpose. We're not going after something, right? And I think the same thing with the ladies. So uh, purpose is valuable, but a lot of us, we wrestle with knowing our purpose. And that's when we're thinking of purpose in the nth degree, like the big capital P purpose, like, you know, I'm put on this planet because I was supposed to be a missionary, right? Or I was supposed to be X or Y or Z. And we know that's our lifelong ambition to continue to do and go towards that but a lot of us don't know that. And so what I want to do is I want to demystify the, the capital P and reduce it, not reduce it, but, but, but turn that capital P into a lowercase p. Because I feel like, and I believe, and I think I've, I've studied this enough, and, I, and I've seen this enough in my life and in others' lives, that knowing your, your, your lowercase p helps you get to your, your uppercase p. Knowing, your, knowing that every day God's calling you to uh, a specific purpose, uh, and as you are doing some of those specific purposes, maybe uh, God leads you uh, to go connect with a friend and encourage somebody. That could be the purpose in that moment, in that day, during that week. And as you walk with God, as, you're, as Paul said in the Bible, as you're walking in the Spirit, as you're spending time knowing God and you're doing those things that God leads you to do, hey, go love on your spouse today, you know, or go, go forgive that guy, or go... Um, you know, go, go serve that person. As you're doing those things, you're walking with God, walking with Him in the Spirit, then what God does is He begins to help you articulate what your larger purpose is. So I think God uses those daily moments, those moments through time, to guide you into how He wired you, how you're gifted, and what He's calling you to do and, and become in, in purpose. So purpose is huge for us. Uh, and I think what we do, we, we, have to, we have to pursue that. I think it's important for us. All right, but the reality is uh, what we do is going to affect us, right? The choices we make today affect our futures. Uh, so, um, so oftentimes we, we, get, we get hung up on this and wrestle with this tension of finding our purpose, purpose through others. And that can be a real dangerous thing for us. So... What I want to do today, I want you to jot this down. This is in your notes today. You can find this in your worship guide and jot this down. Some good stuff that you can take home. You can go back over and read, read some of this scripture. And I think this is going to take some, uh, it's, going to, it's going to take some breaks off some of you guys today. It's going to help you uh, get through some of this tension of pleasing others and helping you get to a place where you're walking through life with purpose. Uh, so in your notes today, I, I've got this listed for you. Living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. And I mean, you just take that to the bank. 
when you are subscribing to, when you're trying to have or pay attention uh, more so to somebody else than to what God thinks of you, when you are going for the approval of people, it will keep you from the purposes of God. And today, 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 what we want to accomplish is choosing purpose over popularity. All right, so uh, Hebrews 11.24. Hebrews is an amazing chapter in the New Testament, amazing book in the New Testament that uh, articulates uh, several different amazing aspects of people's stories in the Old Testament. One of my favorite is a guy by the name of Moses. Moses became uh, leader of the whole Israelite nation. Uh, the whole nation of Israel, uh, over the Israelite army and everything. Uh, but he started out, uh, his family was in poverty. They were in slavery. He was, he was born into slavery. His people were in slavery. His parents were in slavery. At some point on his journey, mom and dad send him down a creek to get him away from harm's way. He ends up being uh, taken by, uh, by, by the queen and grows up in Egyptian royalty. All right, so if that is the backdrop, let me read you what Hebrews says about Moses and the choices that Moses is making. All right, so this is going to help us put handlebars on where we're headed this morning. So Hebrews 11.24, it says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, now he's he's grown up in Egyptian royalty, uh, by faith, when he'd grown up, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. But he was. Right, he was he, he he grew up in royalty as the son of Pharaoh, and but he knew where his history came from, so he was going against the grain. He was going against what the popular choice was. He was doing something that was like edgy, difficult. You can see that this guy had some tension in his life to make these kind of choices, but I think this is phenomenal. He refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And in verse twenty-five, it says this. He what? He he chose. Moses chose to be mistreated with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. So this guy was going against the grain. I mean, he was literally, he was manning up for what he knew his purpose was. He was choosing to go a direction because he knew his purpose. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. So what did he do? Moses, he chose. He chose calling over comfort. He chose purpose over popularity. That's what Moses is doing here. Um, So that's what's happening. Did I get my notes backwards? No, I'm good. All right, so let me give you three things today. A little hiccup there. You guys still with me? We're good? Okay, all right. Uh, three, let me give you three things today that will really help us grasp that there's power in purpose. There's really power in knowing your purpose. Uh, and I say that this morning because I know um, within my own life I can get lost. I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm called or I, I feel God has led me for a specific purpose in my life. But there's been so many times in my life where tensions, where struggles with the desire to please people, Right, the desire to want the applause, the desire to 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 have somebody like me, where that has really, really been a, a struggle, and I know it's a struggle for a lot of us. And I've ha- I even had some of you, uh, I've got some some great wisdom and counsel even in this own church 
that I look up to as mentors, and I've even had some of my best mentors tell me one of their greatest struggles is this thing of being liked. Guys who lead business, guys who lead, guys who lead companies, uh, who are godly, godly, wise people say they oftentimes don't make the best choice, confront strong enough, do the right thing because of the desire to want to be liked. So we've got to really work towards this choosing purpose over popularity. All right, so the first thing to know uh, when it comes to the, the fact that there's really power in knowing your purpose is first thing in your notes, uh, purpose diminishes distractions. Knowing your purpose, knowing where you're going, knowing the tra- tra- trajectory of your life helps you diminish distractions. Uh, one of the biggest distractions for most of us is the, is the curse of comparing. Hello. And guys, we love to like, that's a, say to the ladies, that's, that's girls. You know, they're always like, oh, my purse. It's red. Yours is blue. Well, I like yours better. You know, guys try to give girls like their bad rap, but guys, we're just as bad at this. I mean, we look at dollars and cents. We're like, hey, that guy makes more money than me. Hey, they got a nicer house or they got, you know, we, we all compare. And there's, a, there's, there's such a, a terrible thing that happens to us as we, you know, even 10% of the time, 5% of the time, compare ourselves to others. It will strip away, it will strip away God's purpose in our lives. The more we compare, the less we'll know God's purpose. The more we compare, the less we'll be purpose-minded. We'll, we'll squander our time. We'll, we'll live uh, purposeless. We'll live unhappy lives because we don't know and do and follow God's purpose. Um, I mean, I, I, I can think of a thousand different ways we do this. I mean, as college students, uh, high school, middle school students, you're thinking, hey, that guy gets better grades than me, comparing yourself to someone else's grades. Well, God didn't make you to get A's. You might be the C guy. C people are wonderful. I know them very, very well, right? I, I are one, all right? But I know some amazing C leaders out there, right? A people aren't all that great, okay, A people, if you're out there. All right, but God didn't make you that. God made you this way. Uh, I know plenty of people are like, hey, man, he got done in college in, in, in three years. Like, whoop-de-doo. Some people get done in six years. Hurrah for you, right? But there's such a way that people compare themselves all the way through college as they get married, and, and we compare ourselves. They had three kids, and we, we can only have one, or we couldn't have any. It's so easy to compare and get so lost in who God's made you to be, and your purpose to be, and all of, it happens all over the track. One of the, one of the guys that I love uh, reading about in the Old Testament uh, is a guy by the name of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was one of these guys that he, he learned what his purpose was by what broke his heart. And I think that's a help for all of us. What, what makes you mad, what breaks your heart, what you, if, you, if, if, if you hear something in the news, you're like, man, that, just, that might be part of what your purpose is. Things that strike you in such a way that, that works you up might be something that could give you an inkling of an idea of what your purpose could be in life. This guy, Nehemiah, was that guy. He was brokenhearted over the fact that the walls had been knocked down and, and the city had been, been jacked up because the walls... We're no longer protecting the city. And for years and years and years, these walls were, were disgraced. They're, they'd been knocked down. And he couldn't, he, he was so brokenhearted that one day he was like, that's it. We're going to rebuild the walls. And so he, as, as he was a great leader, he rallied the team. He got troops on board, rallied those troops. And they went after and started brick by brick by brick rebuilding the walls of the temple. So over time, as they were doing this, distractions came. 
in, in the name of two other guys, uh, Sam Ballot and I forget Tobias, I think. Um, and these guys were that distraction for Nehemiah. These are guys who were, who were also leaders in the community. They had influence. They knew Nehemiah. I mean, they threw every rock and stone and, and piece of language they could do to get him off that wall. And don't you know that when you're trying to do a good thing, people try to make you stop? You ever notice that? I mean, you might be like, I'm trying to save money, taking my brown bag to work every day, and someone's busting your chops over it, right? But when you know your purpose, I'm saving money for vacation. It helps you, right, with, that, with those distractions. And so here he's, he's on this wall, and he knows, I'm doing a good work. You know what he literally said to the people that were trying to get him off the wall? That's what he said. He said, I'm doing a great work. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. It's like, forget you. I'm busy. I got stuff. I got, I got a purpose. I know what I'm supposed to do. And because I know what I'm supposed to do, I can say forget you. Right? And so when we know our purpose, our purpose diminishes distractions. So it would behoove all of us. God, what are you, what are you asking the question, God, what are you calling me to do maybe today? I think we should ask the question in big picture for sure. But I just know there's a frustration sometimes with like, hey, I know my calling is to be the missionary or to do, you know, whatever it is in like, you know, 10 years. But what are you doing? What is God calling you to do today? Right? Because every day I believe God's, God awakes us up with some things that day, that week, that month, that year that he's leading us towards. Purpose diminishes distractions. Um, second thing is this. Um, purpose pushes you through the pain. Purpose pushes you through the pain. Now, um, let me just say like this. The pathway to your purpose will always be paved with pain. It's just, part of, it's just the nature of the beast. Um, scripture says, in this life, you will have struggle. In this life, you will have difficulty. It's just, we live in a fallen world. Thanks to Adam and Eve. Good job. You guys blew it. You, you messed it all up. We don't live in the, the world that God essentially created. Man blew it. We live in a sin-filled world. It won't ever be perfect till we go to, to heaven, right? That's when perfection will happen. That's where life will be just peaches and cream. But on this planet right now, life, there's going to be some tension. And when you're following God, it, that, that doesn't all of a sudden remove you from difficulties. In fact, it, for some of us, it could amplify it, right? Doing what's right sometimes causes a little extra heat on you, Right? Some of you men right now, you're, you're choosing, I'm not going to go to hang out with my boys this weekend because they're going to go to a strip club or they're going to look at something that I don't need to be doing or seeing or being a part of. You're saying, I'm, I'm choosing this for my life. That might get you ridiculed. That might cause some heat. But when you know your purpose, it will help you push to the pain. Help, help you push to the pain. Like I, I'm thinking every woman in here knows, uh, well, not every woman in here knows, but uh, many of you have experienced and know the difficulty of childbirth, right? But I, I, I'm just speaking on my wife's behalf. Um, we had three children. One's in college. Two are here today. And with all those, it was a painful experience. Like, I never personally experienced, but I saw it. I was, a, I was, I was there. I was an innocent bystander. But me and childbirthing, I wasn't that innocent. I had played some roles, okay? But I mean, child, child 
birthing and rearing can be a painful process. But I want to just give props to my wife. I don't ever remember Christy complaining about it. I mean, I, I think the point of knowing that she wasn't complaining, going, oh, I don't, get me out of this. I want to be done with this. She didn't say that. And I think what the point was for us was there was a purpose in mind. I've got to go through this pain because I'm going to have a baby, right? I'm going, to, I'm going to endure some of this, and it's beautiful and it's amazing. But we go through these difficulties, and you can get through these difficulties when you know you have a purpose. I, I love the fact that our church is 35-plus percent military. We've got a lot of armed men and women, and we are proud of that around here. And I want to say, yeah, we should cheer for that. Let me just say, you know, you know, you know, you know going through pain to get to your purpose, right? How, how helpful is it knowing your objective? When you have a clear objective, does it help you get through some of the struggles, distraction, pain? I was uh, on the way back from a Braves game the other night, and I uh, had Ryan Salmon, who's a former Army Ranger. His wife's been on our church staff, Brooke. Uh, love them, sweet couple. Uh, we're telling stories, and he's telling me Army stories, and I, I love Army stories, and he's telling me about one. They're parachuting into, I don't know, Afghanistan or Iraq or something. And uh, he said he said something happened, and I might explain this completely wrong. You guys may judge that I explained this wrong, but I just recall him for what he said. Um, that that he were, they were jumping, and somehow he was going to be the guy that was going to find the ammo box. And, and his boss, uh, whatever they call him, uh, first sergeant, uh, was he, they were going to light it up like Christmas with chem lights. But on the way, something happened. I think he got his, his, his uh, backup chute pulled first, and he went out, and some of the guys even thought he, he, he died uh, and didn't know till the next day that he was alive. But when he landed, he was unconscious. And everybody is needing that ammo box. And people are just, I mean, cussing him out, mad. And he's like, I'm unconscious, Right? No one has an ammo box because this is just me right now. And nobody can find an ammo box because somebody didn't light it up correctly. But I'm unconscious, can't find the ammo box. So when he finally comes to, he realizes, boy, they need that ammo box. And so he, he finally finds the ammo box. But he's telling me this story. I'm like, that's a perfect example of working through pain, knowing you've got a purpose. And if, you'll, if we'll pursue knowing our purpose through our identity in Christ... And acknowledging that we can't find our purpose apart from Christ, uh, it will help us work through the pain. Um, second, second thing, purpose pushes you through the pain. Third thing is this. Purpose empowers you to please God. Purpose empowers you to please God. Um, when Pharaoh tried to stop Moses... Uh, he, he was, I mean, he was all against, you know, Moses taking the people out of Israel. Uh, there was that moment when uh, the Israelites were uh, completely under the tyranny of Pharaoh and uh, all of uh, the, the struggle of being in slavery. Moses was going to get them out. God was leading Moses like, hey, get my people and, and take them and be gone. And so Moses went to Pharaoh and said, hey, let my people go. Pharaoh said, forget you, no way. Moses had a purpose He's clearly going after, I'm going to get these people out. But man, there was all sorts of stuff that happened. Pharaoh kept tricking him, kind of going to let him go, and then pulled him back. Moses stayed on task. He didn't lose his way. He kept on 
going after what God had led him to do. Purpose empowers you to please God. Uh, and this is just not an Old Testament thing, right? We've got stories in the Old Testament, the New Testament. Take the New Testament. You've got the early followers of Christ. You've got Jesus who, who, who was born and raised here on earth. You had eyewitnesses of that. You had eyewitnesses in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, some of the earliest followers. You've got Peter, one of the followers. Peter and some of his guys, man, they, they're, they're on track. They're, 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 they're sharing the message of Jesus. They're like, hey, we saw him. We know what we know. We saw what is true. You can't tell us to stop speaking, thinking, and preaching about what we've seen and what we've heard. And so these guys are fired up. The religious leaders tell them to stop. Now, they've already been beat a few times. They've already been put in jail, in, in jail a few times. But now they, they come and they say, the religious leaders, you must stop or you're going to die. We're going to kill you if you don't shut up about this guy, Jesus. So this is, listen to their response. Acts, two, five, Acts 5, 2, 9, Acts 5, 29 says, Peter and the other apostles replied. This is their response, like, shut up or else. This is what they said. They said, we must obey God rather than human beings. We're going to obey God at all costs. We're going to do what we're called to do no matter what. Purpose empowers you to please God. Purpose, knowing your purpose, allows you to work through the distractions. It helps you work through and navigate through the pain, and it helps you to please God. The choice for us is this. I choose purpose over popularity. Say that with me. I choose purpose over popularity. That's got to be our choice. We've got to... We've got to wake up every morning and say, God, I'm choosing to follow you today. I'm choosing purpose over popularity because, look, it's just natural for us. Hey, what do they think about me? I mean, right now I'm thinking, I hope you like this message. hope it's not terrible. I just realized my shirt's on the button. I'm going to button it right now. Okay, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how long is it? Like, hello, 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 all day today. I don't know, right? But it's, it's the world we live in, right? We wake up thinking, I hope. I hope, I'm, I hope I'm, someone approves. I hope I can make that person happy. But here's the thing. If we don't know our purpose, it's hard to find our purpose from somebody else. Isn't it? Uh, great example. Uh, my son. It's kind of, kind of funny. Embarrasses my wife just a tad. But my son. Uh, we got him into football. Several years back, he was four or five years old. Got the whole pads. He's going to little tackle football. Well, one day he's he's coming home and he's he's uh, in our closet. He comes out and he comes out with big old ears and like he's like, "Look, Dad, chin," and he's like running into stuff. And I'm like, "That ain't a helmet, bro. That's called a bra." <laughs> and he's running around, and my wife's like, "Could you please get that off him?" I'm like, "No, nah, it's hilarious. He thinks it's ears or a football helmet or something like that, you know." And he's running around, and he thinks he's, he's got football gear on, right? Uh, and we know that's not football, football gear. It is all, right? It's not football gear. Here's the thing. We can't understand the purpose of our thing, our lives, from other things. We can't go to other people and say, value me. Help me know who I am, why I'm here, what my purpose is. It doesn't work that way. Things can't go to other things and find out their purpose. We can only go to our creator, the one who created it, us. 
to know what our purpose is. So here's the thing today for us, for us, for us. We can be liked by people or we can be loved by God. And we know the whole first illustration idea, you know, close your eyes for a moment, think about who loves us and we're always, everyone's always content and happy with us. We're never going to please everybody. We can, we, can, we can go after pleasing everybody else and maybe have a few likes, right? Maybe get, get a few followers. Or we can, we can go through life pursuing, God, I, 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 want, I want to please you and be loved by you. We can live for comfort or we can live for calling. We can value being popular or we can go for greater value by serving God's purpose. I choose purpose over popularity. There's power and purpose. It eliminates distractions, helps us to push through pain, and empowers us to please God. Let's pray. God, I want to I praise you and thank you that you, you know, it, it can seem sometimes that the Bible is so complicated, like there's stuff in there. We just, ah, it's, it's heavy or it's difficult. But God, honestly, you... You, you simplify it for us. You simplify your word through how you use yourself. You use the Holy Spirit to guide us to truth. And God, I thank you that you've guided us to a simple truth today. That we can't live our lives apart from you. We can't do it. We can't be content. We can't live life with purpose apart from you. God, I thank you that the greatest goal is you. And the benefits of it is, is that we get to li- live life with, with happiness, with purpose, with, with clarity, with direction. God, and I, and I know there's plenty of people here that are suffering or hurting, going through some pain today, God. God, I pray right now you would help them to see a clear purpose in the midst of their pain. God, I pray for those that are they're going through some real, real distracting times with, with just junk going on around them. God, I pray that you would give them clarity. God, not by what someone else is thinking about them, about how they feel and the emotions of it or how they, how they look or how they even feel about themselves, God, but I pray that we would run to you, our maker, our creator, who loves us unconditionally. And God, I pray that you would give us clarity about who we are in you, clarity about what you've called us to do today. Lord, we want to say we love you. I praise you, Jesus. For it's your perfect, beautiful name we pray. Amen.